All right, we're back with the Basketball Hour with Bob and Sully after a little bit of a, a holiday hiatus, and uh, a lot has happened with the Sixers in the NBA since then, so uh, we're going we're gonna to jump right into it, guys. The Sixers are now 25 and 14. Uh, currently the fourth seed in the East, correct? I believe so. Yep. And um, six and four in their last ten. A um, couple big wins recently over the Clippers, which was a little bit of a chippy game. And then who we beat last night? We beat Phoenix. Oh, well, we smoked them, right? Well, they came back. Oh, that's right. Game. That's right. Today. So I'm old. I fall asleep for these late games. But uh, Interesting. Interesting little thing happened last night. I mean, I don't want to stir the pot or anything. But, you know, 28 from Redick, 29 from Ben, 40 from Joel. No Jimmy Butler. He didn't play, right? Yeah. I mean, was he hurt? Boys were gelling without him. Oh. Well, what do you think? There's like too many cooks in the kitchen type thing? Somebody somebody need to come off the bench? Embiid's post-game interview was interesting. What did he say? It seemed like he was taking like subtle jabs at Butler. I don't know if jabs, but he was like, yeah, we'd love to move the ball. We don't want it sticking to anyone's hands. You know, sometimes we need that to happen, you know, isolation at the end of the game for a bucket. But the way we play, we like to keep it moving. See, I don't think that's so legit. I think I think it'd be – well, I don't think it's that because, one, I don't think Butler has been doing that, been a black hole or anything like that. And so no, I, I don't think, think so. I think it'd be no, just talks. No. If anything – open with his answers. Uh, right. I think he leaves a lot of room for interpretation that isn't necessarily um, – <laughs> He leaves a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean – I room. think he likes to troll the reporters too. Uh, yeah, like, that's make them think there's a story when there's really not. Yeah. Because yeah. if anything, I think Butler is the opposite. I don't think he shoots enough. Right. Like, I would like him to be more aggressive. Yeah. Him and Ben, but – Ben had a pretty good game. What do you have? 29, 28, yeah, something 29. like that. Twenty nine. 64% like from the field. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Took a jump shot. How about that? It, it clanked off the. Wasn't a fadeaway. No, and it was in Tobias Harris's face too. Like, yeah. who would have thought his first far jumper attempt would be with a six ten defender's hand in his face? Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of open opportunities, and he chose that one. What but do you think about him dribbling into it? The the false the false dribble into the, the jumper you can't just you think he's got thoracic outlet syndrome? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it contagious? Have we confirmed that? That's yeah, it is. It's uh, <laughs> um, but the one interesting trend that I've noticed. Well, I mean, it's not really that I've noticed it because it's pretty talked about. But our home record versus our road record, there's a pretty big disparity there. For sure. So I would really like us to go on a little bit of a winning streak and maybe go up to three or two C just because. It seems like for us in particular, the four seed is incredibly important. First just round because, home, uh, yeah, I mean, sixteen and three at home and nine and eleven on the road. I don't want to be playing yeah, any be, team on the road. I'll be very disappointed if they don't get a top four seed. I think a top four seed is something that should happen, something that needs to happen. Um, I don't think there's any excuse really to not have a top. Right, but we're four right now, and the Celtics are behind us. So yeah, true. it's it's not a foregone conclusion anymore yeah. with the Bucks and Pacers being better than than everybody expected. Bucks and Pacers are honestly probably uh, a deeper roster without the top heavy talent that we have. Uh, so I think that, like when you look at the point differential, the starters on the court versus the bench on the court, things like it all comes down to, and we said this on previous podcasts, the additions and how they. Um, how Elton finishes out, rounds out the roster. Big month ahead for the Sixers. Yeah, big month. In terms of making moves. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know we talk about this almost every episode, but there are definitely some moves to be made. And uh, what, like, what at this point? I know we were going to do our Christmas list, but we didn't. We didn't. Uh, we took a little holiday break. But Christmas what, missed us this year. Christmas <laughs> missed us. We we're, were on the naughty list. But so, what are those moves that at this point we've got? You know, we've we've been able to see thirty plus games. What a so a trade that just happened between uh, the Grizzlies and the Bulls um, was what was it? Selden, Marshawn Brooks, and two seconds for Justin Holiday. Moves like could we have afforded Justin Holiday? I imagine so. We got a load of second round picks, so that makes me think that Elton has something in the in works. mind, or else I don't. Yeah, something something he, big. You think? Maybe a little bigger than Justin Holiday if he oh, didn't pull the trigger it's on that. It'd be hard not to. <laughs> yeah, that's so. So hopefully something a little bigger. You have, I think I've seen 35 days from now until the trade deadline, and then buyouts will happen around that time as well. So the time for something to happen is coming. Yeah, definitely. But I meant specific players. Oh, specific players. So, like, who – I know we, we also have talked a lot about our needs – which depth being number one, wing players being number two, basically, and then um, somebody who can back up and be at, and be a rim protector when he comes out of the game for you know however long, like 15, 20 minutes. Who's out there that you know we could grab and and would help fill at least one of those so needs? One team I look at Orlando. They're now the in the tenth spot in the East. Guys like Jonathan Simmons. Um, Bench role players, bench wings. I like Simmons a lot personally. Yeah, me too. Um, He's on a really like really awesome contract too for like two more years. I think he makes like seven mil a year. Yeah, that's not bad. I think if you can afford him and Orlando, which I mean they should be on being sellers, it's not like you're gonna. Yeah. They're in a rebuilding year. They've been sellers for a decade. Right. So I also look at Chicago. Robin Lopez, I like a lot. Yeah. He has a bit of a heftier contract. Maybe if he gets bought out. Yeah, he'd have to be in the buyout for us, I think. For sure, but they seem like they're in a great position to do that. The Bulls, I mean, they, like to, sure. to buy out some guys because yeah, yeah, they're yeah, obviously yeah. tanking. Go for the bottom of the draft. Yeah, um, for sure. Washington is interesting because, you know, at first they were doing really bad, and then they, they started winning some games. Yeah, they, they had that, like, 10-game run. And now they're back to being completely decimated. Wall is out for – season a long time yeah i think he might be out for season he got surgery Roy howard who the hell knows if he's gonna play again right here uh, morris is out for six weeks yeah, they're banged sucks up. because morris is a guy i would have liked to target but i i don't know if they're if a bradley beal trade is on the table or if we can even afford them um, i mean this year probably but it would cost us jimmy i think next year i right? saw um or faults it'll cost us one of them yeah it, 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 i i saw online their asking price is two firsts a young prospect and another player. So, so the Miami that, pick, one of our picks, Fultz and Corkmoss. Yeah, we're. Would you do that for for Bradley Beal? I can see them. I can see them asking for like. <laughs> I think I, I would. I don't know if they would do Corkmoss because he's expiring, but I could see them maybe asking for. Maybe Chamit. Um, I'm just trying to think of guys that they would want that is on their contract where it'd be worth them. Corkmaz could. Well, are you? Are they going to re-sign him? Right, but um, I mean, could they do like a sign and trade situation? Cause is that like in? The, is that possible since we didn't uh, pick up his player option yeah, or I'm team not option? Sure because of the other pieces involved. Yeah, I've never heard of that before, so, so maybe not. 
Now I will say if they if they were to go after Beal and like you were saying it might that might cost you Jimmy or it might cost you Fultz. And I was telling um, Bobby and a couple of our other friends earlier, not to harp on an old subject, but and I don't think and I have some faith in that one. But when they forced out Hanky and you bring in Brian Colangelo and you know your team is going to eventually get good, like you have to do some some gymnastics around the salary cap to make it work when you have, you have to make good Howie moves to, to fill out the roster so you're not the Wizards. You know what I mean? So you don't yeah. have Wall, Beal, and Porter and you can't afford anybody mm-hmm. else. So it's just insane that they the Sixers ownership and how they've handled the past couple seasons. Yeah. With, I mean, there was no rule book, though, for how to handle a tank. Like, right. I just don't know who ever thought that Colangelo was a competent GM because yeah, yeah. he really Adam Silver really made Adam nothing Silver. nothing but terrible decisions. I don't even decisions. think he thought that. I think he just didn't like the optics of oh, Hinky just come right out and saying, "Yeah, we're losing on purpose." Yeah. Even the teams that tank now, they don't say it. Right. I they mean, they, they learn. They, from, they do all the same shit. Right. Exactly. Like the fucking Cavs. Yeah. They tanked every year. They didn't have LeBron. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you kind of hinted at this the last episode. When we first found out that Fultz wasn't playing anymore because his agent slash lawyer said he's getting seen by these specialists. So he saw them. He was diagnosed with the thoracic outlet syndrome or whatever. And then you, Shane, alluded to the timing of it being awfully convenient. Because, yeah, because like now all of a sudden he's going to get uh, looked at again next week just as like a checkup to see how he's doing. And he's three weeks it, away and two he's, weeks away, whatever it is. Right. So like they said originally six weeks, right? And now right. how how far into it are we? Three, four? I think it was three to six weeks and now we're entering the period So where entering it's like the fourth the week. Entering when the trade market heats up, they're right. going to start saying, oh, he's he's fine. Is he going to play or no? That's what I mean. He has to. Who's trade value higher if he sits I or think, if he plays? Plays. He, he has, has to play. play. He has to play well. I think he has to play. No one's going to Look at what he what he's done so far, and not know if he's healthy and trade for him. Right. At least yeah, not I agree. not give us anything of value. So he has to play, but I think he has to play. So you said there's 35 days till the deadline. Uh, give or take, I think. So three more, say conservatively, let's say three more weeks. That's 21 more days. He's gonna have two weeks to to yeah. prove himself before the deadline. It's not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. He's gonna have. A couple games, and I wonder, like, if you're a team that's looking to trade for him, what do you want to say in that him attempt to jump? Right, that's what I was going to say. How I think when he's when he was on the court, even the beginning of this season, I thought you see the talent and the upside in him. If you if you were to close your eyes to the shooting, right? He can he's athleticism, passing, getting to the basket, um, length on defense, block shots, but it's just yeah, the shoot like is that what you are you? I wonder. I think health. Is probably the number one thing. Yeah, I, and I'm sure saying, "Oh, it's um, the yips or the threat," like going the, the just how the story has changed. Right. I'm sure GMs are like, "I don't know if this kid is actually injured or not." Well, I don't know. Now, do you think like just a pure free throw form alone would be enough? Because that's a, that was a, the biggest indicator all along that he was there something up with him. Well, so let's say Elton Brand. Let's say you're the GM of like a, a team that needs. A young piece like that, like say Orlando or Chicago or somebody, and Elton Brand just sends you a video that's 13 minutes long of him just draining beautiful free throws, and the date says January 4th or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever the deadline is. Does that does that like tickle your fancy a little bit? Or are you are you yeah I, draining I, the? It's hard to speculate on on that because I had no idea 
So I feel like if you're an opposing GM, you can either look at Markel Fultz as damaged goods, or you can look at him as a guy who has this great potential but has started all slow. Right, but if you're smart, when you're talking to Elton Brand, you're going to say he's damaged goods, regardless of what you think, Right. which sucks. Yeah, you have because Elton Brand after. can't really argue with him. Yeah, uh, it becomes you say, I say. That's why I think he has to play. I agree. Because Elton Brand then can say, look, he's had these 10 games, small sample size, but half his career, he's been awesome. Now, what do you do with the Sixers if he does look? You keep him? I think it depends on how good he looks. How good he looks. And and what offers are out there. Because I think, and I, TJ has been getting a lot of hate on social media lately. I think if you had a better bench, TK, TJ could run the offense. More respectively, I think that's kind of his mo. If you put good players around him, he's a point right. guard. He can figure it out. Um, but having that long six four guard, yeah. Um, Thing is, I think where you notice, particularly on defense, we miss Fultz most was that Boston that Boston game on Christmas, where you had you know JJ and TJ guarding their guards. Yeah. Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie just absolutely ate us up and. That's where you would like to see Fultz defending. I mean, we're really missing, like Shane said, Even that. matching up against, like, Jalen Brown, the yeah. other big guards. Like, yeah. a, like a nice defensive guard, you know? That, I think that might even be our biggest need in the trade market right that's now. That's what I'm saying. Because Bolden is starting to show me a little something. Yeah, yeah. he looks pretty solid. Small sample size, but, like, He's I don't failing. hate what I see, yeah. He's and failing I, people at a pretty insane rate. But I think that's just a young big man who just he's I mean he's a shot blocker by yeah. trade even before he came over so he's adjusted to that. He's just getting his footing. Oh. There are a lot of bigs that fell a lot. I mean, but I mean on deep, you put Bolden at the four and beat at the five defensively. Now you're really harassing teams that come in there to paint. Yeah, they the only thing that worries is what when, is he six when nine? Goes out. Say six eight. Can he six, play nine? the five? Can he play the five? I think he can play the five. Yeah, yeah right? he's got that. He's got good timing on the block shot, so I think yeah. he could play as I like a smaller. He's athletic as shit too. Like he, yeah, he runs the four yeah. pretty well. I think his thing would be more so knowing when to like shift over, help defense. Yeah. Defensively, where to be at when? More like IQ um, type things. IQ type yeah. things. Right. He has the athleticism, the mm-hmm. body, the rebounding. So I think once he learns the game better, uh, I, I'm really excited for from what I've seen. Over these past three, four games, I think he's been playing. He's shown flashes. I'm very yeah. excited for him next season. Oh yeah, um, getting off season under his belt. So, but hopefully he can put some together so where he can play uh, more significant minutes this year because really your big men are we need it. Moose off the bench uh, gives you very little on defense. Kind of yeah. starts and finishes there. And against Bolson, he was freaking terrible. Yeah, I mean yeah. if if Bolden improves, I'd rather him come off the bench and let Wilson Chandler keep starting next to Embiid. Oh yeah, I agree. Play the backup. Yeah. I, just because we need that. Like I just mean for when I when I mentioned Bolden and Embiid, I just meant for crunch time. Of minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I agree with that. Uh, throughout the game, but yeah. But I think in the buyout market, we should be able to find like a decent rim protector who can give you twelve to. 18 like really solid he's not gonna he's not gonna like in like a noel who's not gonna give you right he's not gonna give you a lot of scoring or or versatility on offense but at least the defense doesn't fall off a cliff when Embiid sits down yeah we'll see who becomes available i mean the thing it makes sense for the bulls to buy out lopez just to go back to this but did you did you see the clip of their coach jim boylan when he was asked about sitting um I don't know if he, I forget if he benched uh, Wendell Carter or if he played him like very limited for some reason thirteen minutes. Yeah, well, he's like trying to be a hard ass. He can learn on the bench and like, well, dude, what the hell? 
That was the point. <laughs> I think he was trying to prove a point. Like, that dude just seems like he has his head up his ass because he did, like, that three-hour practice where he made them. Yeah. Like, he's not keeping that job. No, 100% yeah, no. But, yeah. I, but I could see them buying out at Lopez just because. Yeah. Yeah, that's the team that I think people might pick apart in terms of taking all their assets, like all of their serviceable players away yeah, from them. Yeah, because even they though they're a mess. Yeah. They're a mess. They're huge sellers. They're not like the other bad teams. Like, Phoenix at least has a core in place. Orlando, to an extent, has a core in place. I mean, the Cavs, I could see yeah. getting the picked Bulls apart, have really too. really, like, no yeah. direction. Doesn't seem. They just have a bunch of pieces that kind of are there but don't fit. Right. <clears throat> if I'm them, Markinen and Carter are untouchable. Everyone else can go. They're already trying to freaking deal um, Parker. They just signed him. Yeah. And who wants him? No one. Like, he came. He's I don't play defense. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, you gotta admire his honesty. Yeah, I keep it real. But it's crazy but, that he's only twenty three. I feel like he's been around forever. He seems yeah, like yeah. well, he looks like he's forty because he's he always hurt face. and he's he has, yeah, he has old man face, but he's like kind of fat and he's like not very athletic. Right. Like he, I thought he was going to be athletic coming into the league, but yeah. he was more. He had like that polished game at Duke that a lot of people fell in love with. Yeah, an old man game. A lot of a lot of Tatum, but Tatum had this sneaky athleticism that yeah. he just didn't use Because Tatum's so much leaner. Right. He, he, yeah. It doesn't take as much effort to get that body off the ground. Right. But uh, it seems to me like we're sort of in a holding pattern with Fultz. Like, Elton Brand can't really come up with, like, a strategy to bulk up the roster for the home stretch because he doesn't know what, what he has. You don't know what he has. And it, it's a shame. Like, let's, let's pretend that... Um, well... That's I don't know. Let's also Zaire Smith, right? Let's right. pretend that the terrible things that have happened to the Sixers this season in terms of injuries and non injuries. If you have Smith coming off the bench, well then that's a competent young wing. Your season looks a lot brighter. True. Oh, you're yeah. a lot more happy about the bench. If Fultz was playing, you're a lot happier about it. I understand how Brand went into this season and was thinking maybe you have some things, but now it's getting to the point where if Smith does come back it might not be quick enough. For him to be right. integrated and have a role. Yeah, because he hasn't played an NBA minute yet. He's going to have to get his legs under gotta him. Got to get weight back. Because he's absolutely yeah. not a trade chip, really, at nah, this point. Nah, you got to hold on to him. Yeah. I mean, we have to hold on to him for his potential. And he's even more of a mystery than Fultz because he hasn't played at all. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, we've seen him in summer league. That was it. Right. But you're right, though. If we have Smith and Fultz healthy, it's a di- the it only need different. is really a backup center at that point. Right. Absolutely. And, and even now that they're hurt, Brand doesn't know what bullets he has to pull on a trade. Exactly. So yeah. we just have all these questions that, like, he's just waiting to answer. So I kind of feel bad for him. Like, he's in a hard spot. He's in a tough spot. I mean, the good thing is we're rolling and we're we're a good team already yeah, and don't yeah. need much. So like a couple, yeah. like depth moves and a couple buyout guys will will help. But he's done a lot of good things though. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. The Butler trade and then you know signing Wilson Chandler. Yeah, Chandler has helped. I'm happy with what he's done. Yeah. Even though he's in a tough spot, I trust him. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm look forward, looking forward to see what happens in the next 35-ish days. Um, I'm scared, but excited. Scared, but excited is a good way to put also, it. Also, he's not making any decision on his own. That is like totally a, a group process. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is a good thing. Because thankfully, he is not as panicky and impatient yeah, yeah. as Sixers Twitter. because And this, the media in general. It's because like, the last couple of weeks, I've just been super pissed off listening to like like you brought up earlier, Shane, the the fire Brett Brown crowd is comes in and out of prominence, which like I don't get at all. Yeah. What the what the hell do you want him to do other than guy, the great job he's done? I was talking to a guy who was who was in that crowd, uh, friend of mine, and he 
said, well, you can go out and you can get a college coach who knows, um, like, game time scenarios, who's good at coaching in the game. And I'm saying, well, you, you can say that for any team. You yeah. Say, oh, you'll get a better coach at college. It doesn't just happen like that. You know what I mean? Right, but not to mention, what has he done wrong in games? Exactly. He doesn't have any depth. Like, Additionally, I think they're, over they're, over the years, the team that they've built is built to play his style. Like absolutely. he is, he's a descendant of Popovich. Popovich coaching tree. He's got that Popovich-like system, very defensive-minded. He's got Ben Simmons and Embiid, two elite defensive talents. Like why would you? Why would you give? And rid now of Butler. Him? Yeah, and Butler too. Yeah. Also, they've, would you consider Covington and Dario for Butler a a roster overhaul, at least to a sense, right? It, it changes it changed things, things um, so much. Things yeah, so I mean, it was forty percent of our starting lineup, right? So, and that was the best starting five in the NBA last season. So, yeah. so he gets that, and if you look at their offensive and defensive efficiency, they're tenth in offensive efficiency this year, just like that, and they're eleventh in defensive efficiency this year, just right, like that. Right there. So, when you get when you fill out the bench, he you get you're getting a top ten team on both sides of the ball under his. Leadership and and you can also see that the better our roster has gotten, like on paper, the better job he's done. Exactly. So he gets the most out of the players. It's just like last year, it was even worse because they were complaining about the plays he's calling. But like Jared Bayless is playing twenty five minutes. Like, yeah. What yeah. the hell? I don't know what people expect from him. Thing is, I'll say with Brett, like you can only do so much. Like you can only play your best players for so long. And he plays them, right? He can't play them the yeah, whole game. Especially so like, our best players. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when they're not on the floor and things go a little bit sour, that's not as much his fault as it's the fact that we don't have a deep team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And then like that playoff series last year, like everyone's saying, oh, he got outcoached by Stevens. Well, it's not Brett who made Ben Simmons have one point that game yeah. and he had to get taken out and stretched in the crunch time yeah. for TJ. It's not Brett's fault that TJ McConnell was playing 27 minutes as your sixth man. Yeah. Playing yeah. Lou William minutes. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. Because, cause I, I mean, I'm not going to say he's a phenomenal coach, but I think he's done a better job. He's better than at least half the NBA's coaches. At least. And then, yeah. like, he's – and just to be able to grow with the team. Like, you rarely ever see a guy get a job when a team's tanking and stay with yeah. him. And, like, I just don't trust anyone else with uh, our team right now than him. Like, it no, just, no. And I would love That's to see I – mean. like, He's uh, our guy. I mean, he's yeah. been here. He, he knows what's up. Let's say we lose in the in the um, second round this season to Boston or Toronto. Say we lose in six games, so on. And the roster, and let's assume that you know the team is at fault, but the roster wasn't complete. The same right. kind of things. You're hoping to go in the next season with re-signing Jimmy and Bede Simmons and really, really hit, go after the championship next season with a full right. roster. Are you going to fire Brett Brown and hire a college coach? Like what? Now no, set you back. Yeah, so, if, so a rookie coach, he can lose the locker room. Like so many things can go. Jimmy wrong. Butler would eat a college coach alive what, right what's now. What's the college coach going to do? Right. Well, what's he going to tell Jimmy Butler if Jimmy Butler doesn't agree with his plan? Jimmy, got you. Know, yeah. There's a lot. Of I think a point you just made. I think Brett Brown, one thousand percent, has the respect. That, that locker room's full attention yeah, and respect. Yeah, they, yeah, absolutely. They like him. That's you a, can just tell. And that's that's something that when they talk when. The overreacting crowd on social media, particularly, they don't talk about that when you talk about, oh, yeah. they only, uh, how come he didn't call a timeout? Yeah, here? that's all they how talk come, about. What about his rotations? How come he yeah. isn't playing freaking Demetrius Jackson more, I guess, because he's the only guy that isn't playing? It's deeper than well, just X's and O's, you know, that, coaching. That might be a good idea after last night. Catching alley oops. Yeah, I know. That was, I was crazy. I was going to mention this earlier. I wonder if he has any value, any trade value. <laughs> he's not bad, know. dude. Like, 
I mean, he's I mean, been he's been with Delaware for a few seasons, and he's put up good numbers there. He hasn't been you – know, every time he comes up to the NBA, he looks a little overmatched. He's got some bunnies, but too. I wonder if yeah, – he's got some bunnies. He's really small. That's the only thing with him. But I wonder if t- other teams look at his um, his his D-League, G-League He's really small, and he doesn't have that, that, um, that like, Iverson or IT offensive arsenal. Yeah. So if you're really small, he'd and you have can't to become like bunches, an elite. You're kind of just like, yeah. You want him to just run the offense. Yeah, yeah. He'd have to become an elite passer to have and any to, value. And a positive defender, a plus defender. Yeah. Because if he got it, we're getting steals. Or you got to contribute somewhere. But at that at that size, it's hard to be a plus defender. Um, but speaking of like overreactions and media saying stupid shit, a certain media outlet, I'm not going to name any names, has been pumping this idiotic trade Ben Simmons narrative most specifically trade him for anthony davis which i think would be a huge mistake yeah, and it sounds that. crazy because anthony davis is anthony davis but i mean what do you guys think of that i mean if you trade ben simmons for anthony davis your, your point guards become non-existent tj mcconnell really. and demetrius jackson <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm assuming they think the Sixers will acquire another point guard. But it's just like, what the fuck? I don't know. Ben Simmons, you drafted him two years ago. He's fucking 22. Season, he's won Rookie of the Year and has the second most triple doubles in franchise history, I believe. Yes. Um. At, similar, similarly to what I was saying about earlier about how TJ runs the offense, you, you put a team around him. Same thing with Ben Simmons. It's not his fault that he has – not necessarily a ton of shooters around him for 48 minutes in the game. Right. That's what he needs around him. That's exactly. Um, so I think, one, the, what he's going to grow to be, what he already is, and th- the team around him will impact him. He'll take – he can take a good group of role players somewhere. He did it last year with the 76ers on that 16 or 17 game. Absolutely. Straight. To end the season. To end the season. We moved up like four seats. Was probably the best player on the floor for most of that Absolutely, Miami yeah. Series until mm-hmm. Embiid came back. I mean, I don't understand what the why a few games in November, December, January makes you want to trade a, the one of the best players the city has ever had. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, the Celtics series was a little bit concerning, but I think he was wrong. just pressing and had to, knew he had to do so much that I mean, he was 20 years old. The pressure got to him. Yeah. What the fuck, also, dude? Like, first, crucify him? Second playoff series ever. First right. the playoffs, you're going against a, a team that. Was just better. Yeah, better. a lot better. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it because I think more than anything, his defensive potential is what excites me. He can guard one through five. There are very few players in the NBA that can do that. And he's 22. So, like, by the time he's 25, 26, you know, he is gonna, he's going to be first team all defense. He's not even sniffing his prime. And on yeah. top of the defense, he scored 29 points last night without uh, a jump shot. No, yeah, that too. I mean, that's a given. The jump shot's going to come. But I just think that's a part of his game that's not talked about nearly enough. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. he's got such length. He's bigger than every guard he's and, defending. And the piggyback off, you know, what Shane said, if, if you put a group of, of snipers around him, it, it's that's what he needs. Just, you know, running and just whipping it up, open shooters and firing it you know yeah, yeah so ideally, and right now shooting is a, is kind of a weakness for us ideally i think you would have a lineup with the 76ers where where simmons brings the ball up runs the offense all that jazz except he plays power forward on defense so that way you have reddick butler and another like true wing that can catch and shoot cut, yeah. and do more in a younger body than wilson chandler you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that'll zaire smith for example if yeah. you have three wings next to 
three wings and shooters next to Embiid and Simmons, it looks a lot better than the corpse of Wilson. Chandler. My only concern is with Simmons. You know, I mean, it's it's because he doesn't have the jump shot right. And here's the thing: offensively, he's he's not he's not great in the half court. You know, as a point guard, he 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 thrives in transition. You know, absolutely pushing the pace. You get it in transition. Him as the point guard. And it seems like things, you know, slow down, get a little sloppy at times, right? And I would like to see a lineup where maybe we had a point guard that would play point in the half court. So Ben would play almost like a four on offense, right? But then you run into the issue of Embiid and Ben occupying a lot of the same areas. Ben needs a jump shot for that to work. Right. I think down the line, you know, we say Ben develops a jumper. Maybe we don't trade Fultz. He gets his head out of his ass. You got Fultz running the half court offense. You got... A jump shooting Ben at the four and Embiid at the five. Yeah, and not even a jump shooting Ben, but someone that can, you know, 28%. Can just spread it out a little bit. 30, yeah, yeah. 35%. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be a knockdown <laughs> shooter. Yeah. I'm just saying the ability to stretch it even a little. A little because bit. Embiid yeah, can step out, so yeah. they can just alternate. But I think that. in the post and stepping out. I think right. that is what the thought was with the Fultz pick. I think that's what they were envisioning. I mean, it's down a great line, plan. Right? It just it got, it got a monkey wrench. It got a little in. derailed, yeah. Speaking of that, just while we're talking about annoying. Opinions, the the crowd that, like, there's a, there's a crowd that thinks Ben Simmons can't be a point guard and needs to play power forward. And my thing with that is, I just don't think that they understand for one that he can be the the power forward and guard the opposing power forward and still bring the ball up. Right. Two, it's it, the the other thing is if he's not the point guard for most of the game. I understand what you're saying with parts of it having yeah, another yeah. point guard that mix things up. But if he's not the point guard for most of the game, what is he doing on offense? Because it's not like he has a uh, uh, a big repertoire of post moves that right. he's ready to unleash. Yeah. But I think he's physically dominant enough that I would like to see yeah. him. Some post up. Thing yeah, is though, him mean, tr- like what is he going to be? Trevor Booker. Ben passing out of the post is what intrigues me in a big way. Was that Ben passing from the post? Right. Ooh. Yeah. But I would he like could to tear see shit up down there. I would like to see what his scoring looks like if he's getting if he's receiving the ball four feet from the basket. Oh, yeah. That's because good, I think he's getting under. He's getting by guys. He's getting under and doing well, I think some he reverse saw layups. It. I think he saw it clear cut that that game Embiid was out against the Pistons. Ben was a man underneath. Yeah. yeah. I think he honestly could play center in some yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I would love to a see A small more. ball center. Because who's yeah. running with center. him? What do you mean? Like up and down the court oh, yeah, on the other no, team. Yeah. I'm saying no one's keeping up That's with him. Th- like he's so Sixers, versatile. It's crazy. Sixers had more wings where they could run out a lineup with Simmons at center and just four fast athletic wings that could just run with them. They don't even right. have to necessarily be that fucking good. As that's long a as warrior killer them. lineup right there. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, that's you just... That's, that's a warrior killer lineup, Ben at the five. Yeah, so how, what do you guys think of this idea that, that I was thinking about today? Because Fultz obviously is not anything we can count on yet. Um, what do you would you think if we moved JJ to the bench and started like Shamit at the two... Because Shamit can still shoot, and then it would give the bench some scoring. Because JJ is so good, he can get open, and TJ can find him. JJ and needs Embiid. Yeah, I, I like JJ with the Embiid yeah. pairing as well. I In like my opinion, well. he gets him so open, it's ridiculous. Like, and I feel their like chemistry of, is through the roof. A lot of the actions they run is that handoff play. Yeah, with, with Redick and Embiid. So I think it's like a house handing it off. To it's just such crazy. a staple of the offense where you could do it with Shamit, but. 
I don't know. I think the I think the starting lineup is less of where the worry is. I think he's. But that's why I wanted. That's why I was thinking of letting JJ play with the second unit because to bolster it. I yeah. think I think he's such a veteran shooter that he can get open no matter who's right. on the court with him. He's so good moving without the ball. He he did it in Orlando for a while when you know he was on that team and you know he's just so used to those cuts and and. T- and him and TJ, I think, played pretty well together, too. Yeah. And I think Ben would make Shamit better. I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I thought it was just something cool that Brett could try just to you yeah. know, get us through till we have that other point guard that can play with Ben or to get us through till, right. we, till we have th- the full lineup. Just I mean, I just think he should try different things. Yeah, no, yeah, I That's agree fair. with you. That's like one thing, you know, we were just talking about, like all the Brett Brown haters and everything. My Like one of my criticisms with, with Brett – why didn't he just make like a conscious effort to give Shake Milton ten minutes a game? That's not a lot of minutes. Yeah, I agree with and that you just, too. You build him up, you know what I mean? Or like even eight minutes, like because he a showed signs. Well, it's who are you playing him over? Because it's either Corkmaz or Shamit, and I think they kind of have earned the minutes as well. Yeah, well, how many minutes they play a game? You could just take a couple of their minutes each. You know, I'm not saying phase anyone out. I'm saying you know take four minutes from oh, each of them. Yeah, but I'm and take four from TJ well, too. I wonder how many playoff teams have an eleven man rotation though. They're at a ten man rotation. Oh, but I'm saying just now to experiment. To yeah, see yeah, if yeah, he can become like, something, you know what I mean? Yeah, Especially because yeah. you want to see it on an NBA floor rather than the G League. You know, if I you can see him I against think, the NBA comp, I think Shake, yeah, totally I think agree. Shake is is definitely a um, I don't want to say coveted, but they're they. Oh you know yeah, I mean? they're grooming him. Yeah, grooming they they like what they got with him. But right. I'm just saying, I would like to see it. You know? Yeah. Maybe try and you know just uh, fast track it a little bit. See yeah. If they could un- uncover some untapped potential. Because I think he showed signs in the I brief agree, minutes yeah. he has played so far. Yeah, I agree. And the only reason I say that is it's because we're clearly shorthanded, right? So maybe by doing that, that opens up, you know, a new avenue for yeah, us right. to go I down. Just, I just, it is tough, and though. And I do like him, and I like him in the future, but I'm right now, I don't know if he gives you, does he give you any more on defense than, than Shamit or Korkmaz? Um, I would think he probably would. I, offensively, I think if he, I think Korkmaz and Shamit, in terms of stretching the floor, have, they're less dynamic, I know. Yeah. But, um, if Shea could be more dynamic than that, then that's that's certainly yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just okay. looking at like the type of player he was in college, like he de- like his his game feels a little more. Yeah, he, he plays a little under the rim. Yeah, I noticed. No, yeah, I think, he does, which I think might imp- is impacted a little bit at the NBA. But level. he feels he feels to me a little more versatile than Corkmaz yeah, or Shamit. With the dribble yeah. and things like yeah. that, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. All right, so we talked about the Sixers sort of being in a holding pattern and, and not knowing exactly what we have yet. Do you guys think there's a sort of a log jam or holding pattern in, with the league overall because everybody's waiting for that big 6-11 domino from New Orleans to fall before they can <laughs> right. before they can see? Like, the Lakers clearly want him. The Celtics clearly want him. Those two are for sure in holding patterns. Do you think that's going to impact the rest of like moves around the league? Like, big moves, I should say. Um Teams waiting to see where he goes before they make their plans or see if they could get him. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the domino that falls, but I think a domino will fall that opens. A big one? A bigger one, yeah. A bigger I don't know if that big, but, but something will happen that'll, that'll flood and lead to other things. Right. I mean, because it seems like there are a lot of teams, those two I named in particular, who are gunning for him. And obviously there are more than two teams that want Anthony Davis. But if you want any shot at getting him, you had to be really careful about the moves you make prior to trading for him. 
I don't know why he's not a Laker yet, honestly, because if I'm Magic Johnson, I'm trading Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, two first-round yeah, picks. Maybe they're and talking I'm not, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like four first-round picks. I yeah, I know. Give up whatever the hell. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have to capitalize on, like, LeBron is 34. They already pissed away the two best players they drafted the last five years in D'Angelo Russell and uh, Julius Randle. Yeah, I saw that retweet Why earlier. not fucking get rid of the rest of them? Yeah, 100%. Because with a healthy Rondo, he could fill in for Ball, like, and LeBron can handle the ball whenever he needs to. So yeah. get, bringing in Davis, it would make the rest of their lineup pretty irrelevant. Like, it doesn't even matter who's with them. So yeah. interesting thing about New Orleans, I think, is that there's two mindsets that they can have. The first mindset is that Anthony Davis is their guy, and they're going to, you know, have this thinking right. probably wrongly that, oh, we're going to do everything we can to retain him and build around him, and they're not going to let Which is going to bite them in the ass because he's just going to walk now the, as a free agent. The second line of thinking is that, well – we're 17 and 22. We're second to last place in the West right now. He's probably going to walk. Maybe we should just Get fucking trade him. him. Yeah. Right. They already botched their chance to build around him because they fucking, that one summer, they gave Solomon Hill like 18 million a year. Yeah, Drew later. Holiday got paid. I mean, Drew Holiday's a good player, but he got paid a ton of money. And Davis's contract is huge. So right there. And they, they got in the roster they, for they, Boogie they, they and lost them. They couldn't put anyone around them. The Pelicans have four players. And two of them are, are role players. You have Drew and Davis who are good, and you have Miritich and Randall who are good. And yeah. outside of that, they don't have anybody. Right. Yeah, that team is so whack. The fact that, that two of their four best players, or actually three of their four best players, are like bigs, like Davis, Miritich, yeah. and Randall. Like, they're too similar to right. have a, a winning team. Yeah, they, it's, it's they, a horribly. They, they fucked that up team. a while ago. They, they should trade him and get absolutely they need to the biggest return they can get. get. Yes. Yeah. A hard reset. And get yeah. free up cap space. You're not paying Davis. Holiday expires. You got some young pieces and some money. Yeah. Right. Then all of a sudden you become the Lakers of two years ago who had some promise. They yeah. they obviously traded all that promise in for LeBron, which you can't fault them now, for. But I do think, though, I think I just don't. I don't think Davis gets moved this season. Maybe in the offseason, but I just don't see. It happening. I really don't. Um, Isn't he a free agent? I think he has another year left after this. Oh yeah. Wait, does he? Bob, is Who's he that? is he is he done after this year or after next? Davis it expires this summer, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Really? No. So next summer. I think. The, yeah. What's? I'll look it up. Next okay. Summer. So, but either way. Um, oh, you know what? I was thinking he the Celtics can't trade for him till this summer. He's not a free agent, but the Celtics can trade for him after like July thirtieth or something. So, so, I mean, could they in in theory reach a deal with the Celtics now and just it's they don't do it till July thirtieth? If if they like the package the Celtics put together, because who can who can offer a better package? They take out the the legality aside. Who can offer a better package? The Celtics or the Lakers? He's actually under contract till twenty twenty one. What's that? But that oh, really? That's yeah. an option though. I don't know if that's a player option or a team option. That is a player option. Yeah, ah, so, so he's declining that shit. Dollars. Yeah, so right. one more year after this one. Yeah, trade him. Trade him. Yeah, so get what you can. Who can offer? Who can offer him? Who? The Lakers can offer him a lot. I mean, honest. I mean, personally, I don't it even. Really, I don't even I don't really know. like those young Lakers players that much. But I feel like maybe the Pelicans might. But they get they got value around the league. But I yeah, think I think Lakers, it's gonna come down to picks. I think, I think picks yeah, would be yeah, big. I don't know if they're go- if you're trading Davis. Are you really interested in players? You know what no, I mean? No, yeah. You, you want young guys. I mean, it would definitely sweeten the pot, prospects, though. Prospects and picks. That's all you want. But is is Jalen Brown more enticing than Lonzo Ball? You or? have to yes. resign Brown yes. soon, though. Now, is it worth it? Or is that Does that match your timeline of if you trade Davis? He's still young enough, good? I think. He's young enough? Like, if it's Brown, smart, and, like, 
two pick two firsts, does that top the two firsts ball and Ingram? I mean, I'm not. I, I or or do you think they could get they could probably take him away from the Celtics? Because then I think that so really gets their dicks hard. Yeah, now this can't get interesting. Go. For Davis? For Davis? I could see Ainge. I don't know, man. What is he? Uh, would, what is he? Twenty? I'm not. Yeah, obviously he's AD's phenomenal, 25? but I don't know. That I, might I, save them a pick. You have you have Kyrie, you have Davis. Now I'm if I'm, I'm talking them, I'm Kyrie if I'm the Celtics. If I'm them, the reason I'm the Celtics, if I why I would do to say that because I think Harford is getting old. Oh, for sure. He, was he scoring 11 points a game? I think he's going downhill pretty quick. Yeah. I think next year he might be a shell. Nah, I don't want to say. I don't want to think about AD on the Celtics. Split. No, me neither. It's it's, it. it's hard to. Just getting angry over here. It's hard to uh, uh, analyze objectively <laughs> for sure, but. I mean, I could see Ainge thinking like, "All right, Hayward is not the Hayward we signed, but he's still getting paid." Now, the thing that makes it interesting is the Celtics have like four first-round picks this year. None of them are in the top ten. I don't know if they're even in the top fifteen, but there's a lot of picks. If that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could see that getting interesting, like that that peaking the so Pelicans. I think uh, the, like the Celtics' forecast has has more weight in it than the Lakers, for sure. But it's that. You, you, you're curious if that, you know, Lonzo Ball, I bet, has some name value despite I'm, yeah. I'm not his biggest supporter or fan. Yeah, no, Brandon Ingram, second overall pick in the drags, has that might still carry some weight, even though I'm not the biggest fan of mm-hmm. his game. So it's curious. It's an, it's an interesting scenario, but I do think it's more likely to happen this summer than this season. I mean, that's not good for us, meaning us not wanting him to go to the Celtics. Yeah. Because yeah. if somebody can pry him away, in the meantime, the Celtics can't even talk. Like they can't even, they can't do anything because if they have Kyrie on their team. Yeah. But I don't know how it works. Like if they were, it'll to be tr- interesting to see what they. So I think Kyrie's decision, what they do with Kyrie, impacts. So you think they're going to wait to see what happens with Kyrie before dealing for AD? Is that what you were saying? Maybe I just think what Kyrie does in terms of staying in Boston or leaving Boston really impacts how they view and go forward with their team. Because I think Probably. if he leaves, I think you have to take a bit of a longer view. Oh, uh, for sure. Not too long, but just no, you yeah. have Tatum, Brown, build around the young guys, fuck Harford. Whereas if he if he stays, well, then now you're in more win-nail mode. Whereas mm-hmm. one of Brown or Tatum might be expendable to go get. They're in a really good spot, though, because if Kyrie walks, they can still they're still a six seed. They just signed Rozier at that point, and then they yeah. had Smart and Rozier. And they still have Hayward, who, like I said, isn't himself anymore, but he's still pretty solid. He just put up 35 there. The like, issue with him is that he's making $33 million a year. But that's an untradeable contract, so yeah. they're just going to have to deal with that. Have they're going to have this hope piece. But that's why I'm thinking they could— just hope that it's him working his way back from the injury. That's why I think I could see Ainge taking a short-term approach yeah. and, try, and, and giving up Tatum for AD because they have that Hayward contract, and they have to win— while, while, they have him. while they have him, know, yeah. All I know is I got I got Woj and Shams alerts turned on on Twitter. I know, dude. I'm gonna be the next 35 days are yeah. gonna be pretty. I think inti- you know we were talking with the trades and all right now. You know the big dominoes falling. I think the big dominoes are falling in the summer, like Shane said, because we got a lot to see with KD, Kyrie, yeah, it's even Clay. Clay, yeah. So you don't see it. anybody making a huge move for the playoff push. I just, think everybody's looking at pulling up the with summer, the Ilyasovas yeah. and Bellinelli's again, and, yeah. and letting the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I, does anyone has anyone heard of uh, when Boogie's due back? I don't uh, know. I heard he got a full practice in last week. He was dunking on KD. Did he? Did he travel on that video? 
I don't, don't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny as shit. Um, so, Gus, earlier you texted me something that got me really excited as a talking point for uh, this episode. Omri Caspi and Garrett, Garrett Temple getting a mix at a team meeting for the Grizzlies. And you wanted to talk about who would win in that fight. Yeah, so... Let me just let me just look it up real quick. Can we get the tail of the yeah, tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tail of the tape. I mean, they're both big boys. You right look now. up Temple, I'll look up Caspi. I could get them both right here, I think, on one. Okay. All right, here we go. I would like to see some, some footage Omer of this. Omar Caspi, 6'9", 225. Okay. And Garrett Temple is 6'6", 195. All right, so he's giving up some size. Yeah, Temple's undersized in that belt. Temple's undersized in that belt. Now... I don't know. I think Omri Caspi, what's he, Turkish? Am I right in that, that he's Turkish? See, I, Probably. I was about, you know, them, I, I there's a lot of Turkish. Right? Turkey produces little, some players. They got some nasty in them, too. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like Garrett Temple. The tail of the tape leads me to say Caspi, but there's something about Temple. I think he's got a little dog Quickness. In Caspi's from Israel. Caspi's from Israel, really. Not wild. even Eastern he's, European. He's a Better wild Eastern. card, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm going Caspi. I think I'm going right. Caspi as well. I think Caspi might fucking rip Temple's head off with that fucking two thirty. Was it forty pounds he's got on him? That's a lot of weight. Because it's not a forty pounds of fat. Like it's not like you're fighting some idiot in the neighborhood who's heavier. It's a shame. It's that forty pounds of muscle. It's a shame that they're both on. That this is a Grizzlies fight. Because nobody like, cares about when the it was the Clippers and the um who was it when they went through the tunnel like shit like that blew the up like I need Clippers more Rockets the the fights between role players aren't getting as much love as the mainstream fights right. they, let's treat all fights equally and yeah. let's get a lot all, of see, all fights matter right fights I think matter. every team meeting should have a fight I, like just get this shit put the, put everything out on the line yeah. air out all your dirty laundry and just fucking fight look where the mirror he got he punched. He got punched in the face and ended up going in the world. Bobby Portis broke his player. damn jaw last year. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Sometimes sometimes it needs a little action. So, all right. The Grizzlies had this team meeting because they're just in sort of a tailspin, right? Yeah, like, yeah. they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They lost their they lost three straight leading up to that meeting. So, that, that meeting needed to happen. Let's say the Sixers go on, like, a little bit of a, a drought. They lose... You know the next six, and they have a team meeting. Better propose a Sixers fight. Who two people fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> two people fight. Who are you picking to win? Jimmy Butler has. Well, to Butler's be. in it. Butler's popping <laughs> off. Butler's definitely in it. Can anyone on the team beat Butler? I don't know. Who would he fight? If you had to pick a Sixer for Jimmy to fight, I can see Wilson Chandler. Yep, I think those two might. I don't know. I think it seems like they get along, but those two seem like the two most willing to throw. See, I, could see, I could see, I could see Jimmy kind of pushing, inserting his his dominance, and I could see Wilson Chandler just being like, "I don't give a yeah. fuck." Like, shut the fuck up, get out of my face. Like, yeah. I'm 36 years a, old. Shut have, the fuck up. You don't have a face tat if you're not willing to throw hands. You know. Now, a part of me could see JJ getting knocked the fuck out. See, JJ's got some nasty in him. But I think I he's all if... talk. I think he would say a lot, and then MB would get in the way, and not let anybody hit him. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah, this. Okay. We, need, we need him. MB's he's body, important. MB's bodyguarding yeah. JJ. I think I think Jimmy Wilson and JJ are good good candidates. I think because they they, they all three I think got the mouths. I don't know. Like I like I don't think ben, that little TJ JJ mix. I think I, that'd intrigue me. That would intrigue me. I would like to see. <laughs> I would like to see that in the octagon. <laughs> I think JJ is winning that fight. Really? I wouldn't yeah. take TJ in that fight. They're both See, nasty. Jim, JJ's is bigger. I, might, I would take Duke JJ. 
over uh, TJ, but I think I would take TJ. I don't know. Her. JJ's an asshole. He's always yelling at people. He's. I think he's got more nasty. You know. I think TJ's too nice. Yeah, but when it, when push comes to shove, I don't. I think he. I don't think he's his own self. Well, here's Jack the best. Nail, I think he's got a little soul. Here's a million dollar question: Is TJ's hair gelled or not? So Sometimes many gels. I think it is. No, in this fight. Oh, I'm in saying this fight. that's going to determine if his hair's gelled. He's losing that fight. Okay, if he goes naturally. I need like three clip buzz, JJ or TJ. Imagine if he came rookie out in the playoffs. <laughs> rookie yeah. TJ, three clip buzz. Ready That's to fucking amazing. rock. I, I, it's weird, but I love talking about NBA fights. Even yeah, like right. hypothetical ones are even better I than real ones. More. How about Jimmy was about to take Bradley, Bradley's neck off? Oh my God, yeah. He would have killed him, I think. Yeah, yeah. NBA fights are great. I think Jimmy can throw hands. Like, I think he's tough as fuck. Like of all the superstars, I don't yeah. know if anyone's fighting him. Like, or anybody's beating him in a fight. Nah. Like top twenty five players, I think he's probably the toughest. I think he's probably he's most likely to have actually been in fights, whereas like got like guys like like LeBron is a physical specimen, yeah. but I'm not sure if LeBron has ever been in a fight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't right. trust his he's chin. He's always had people think. fighting for him. I think yeah, probably. Yeah, like he's used to. He's very. Yeah, he's been. Uh, he's been insulated. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm betting the house on Stephen Adams to whoop anyone's ass. Yeah, True, because but you don't come from a family of what is it? Ass. Thirteen siblings, 17, I think. Seventeen yeah. siblings, all over six six, without getting your ass beat a couple times. A couple oh years. yeah, especially from where are you from? Tonga, New or Zealand, New Zealand. Yeah, but they rock out over there. I mean, I think the other superstar you got to consider is Kawhi. He could probably just snap. Yeah, he's a. He, I, don't I don't know if he'll <laughs> if he'll fight you as much as he'll murder you, tie you up, <laughs> bury you in his yard. He's yeah. a freak. For sure, for sure. Yeah, he could, I could see Kawhi having a couple <laughs> murders on his He's no got a little serial killer in him with that laugh. Yeah, he might have a list. That was, a, that was creepy as shit, that laugh. But uh, speaking of superstars, the uh, I, I took some time today to look up the, the MVP odds, and uh, they're pretty interesting because we got, oh, another slept-on superstar that probably could throw some hands if he got angry is Giannis, but he's yeah. leading the pack at plus 160, that, and it's a huge lead. That's a big gap. One, He's got plus five hundred for LeBron. Yeah, right? LeBron's in second at plus five hundred. So, explain this to me real quick. So I'll just JoJo is plus one thousand. So if I bet a hundred on JoJo, what would I win? A thousand. A thousand. That's yeah. how it works. Okay. Yeah. So if you bet a hundred on Giannis, you'd win one sixty. Yeah. Um, the odds though. So I'll just run down the list. I don't. I think this is ten, but it might be more than ten. So we got Kyrie. Going from has, the top. yeah, we're going from worst to best odds. So Kyrie's plus sixty six hundred. I don't think he has a chance really. I don't think I want to know. Dame, Damian Lillard at plus five thousand. Russell Westbrook at plus thirty three hundred. Nikola Jokic making a surprise appearance at plus thirty three hundred. Paul George plus twenty five hundred. Right there, he's he been, has a he's chance. He's been killing it, he's yo. Been really fucking good for now. KD at plus sixteen hundred. Jojo, like Shane said, at plus a thousand. Steph at plus seven fifty. Kawhi seven fifty. Harden and AD six hundred. LeBron five hundred and Giannis plus one sixty. Does anyone have a chance besides Giannis? Sure. I think Harden has a good chance, depending on how again. the Rockets finish. LeBron again. I don't think AD does because they're not winning. No. I think that's the three that it's going to come down. I think it's going to be Giannis, Harden. Do you think Steph, KD, and then I think you mix in Kawhi and PG maybe? Okay. Do you think Steph and KD and um, Paul George and Ross being on the same teams hurt? I think I think Paul George has been good enough where it don't. Yeah, I don't think Russ has a shot. No, no, but I'm saying PG does. Does he hurt PG's chances enough? I mean, well, he's he's been playing like it don't even matter. He looks like he's on fire. Yeah. I think he's been carrying absolutely. Westbrook's in a shooting slump the other night. Did you see when he it's was like two for twenty one or something? Yeah. yeah, it was two for eighteen. Thing is though, with Russ, I do think he like he's not hitting his shots, but I think he's been a little bit more 
just willing to adapt his game a little. It seems like he's willing to like let, he's matured. Let, he's uh, let he's evolving. PG shoulder the scoring a little yeah. bit, and he's willing to move the ball and defend. You know, yeah, because he's always going to get his boards. Like he's for sure, yeah. and he's always going to get the assists. Assist. Like he yeah. still he hasn't let it impact the rest of his crazy. game. He's still yeah. getting triple doubles, yeah. close to numbers. So you're right, but I think PG thirteen has really been ridiculous this year. As a um, team, their D has I, just been really good. And I don't mean the I love Jimmy Butler. I don't I don't want this to sound like Jimmy Butler slander, but I would fucking rather so much have Paul George. I can't believe that he went back trade, that quick without taking a meeting. I'll trade Jimmy still, Butler for PG straight up any day. I probably and I, and I love Butler, but PG is a beast. I think he's I think when you talk about and it gets different now because you have Giannis in the mix, but in terms of Pure small forward superstars yeah. like the LeBrons, the Kawhis. I think PG thirteen, the Durant. I think PG thirteen is right up there. Yeah. And P- yeah. PG's got a way more polished offensive game than uh, Butler. And yeah. that's why I think the Celtics should be a little bit optimistic about Hayward because I think it just took PG forever to come back from that leg. And then when he when he came back, he he's he's hitting another gear now. Came back with a vengeance. Yeah. yeah. So um, I would be a little bit optimistic about him returning to form eventually. So in terms of these in these MVP odds, I guess I wonder how much the the Bucks being a top three seed will like if they so fall, if they fall to four. I wonder if that's almost what it'll hinge on because it seems like Giannis has a pretty good grasp on it, but I wonder how how much the the Bucks seeding will impact it because Harden, while will be a lesser seed, has really been. But they've been on a tear. They're climbing the ladder. That's what I mean. Drastic, fast. But, I mean, I bet you last week Harden was plus 900. Like, I bet those odds dropped drastically after scoring, like, 400 points in in four, uh, was it 10 games or something? Like, they have a crazy-ass scoring stretch. But I think you're right, though. Giannis is helped by them being a high-ass seed and also – just by, the numbers he's pointing off. And and the rest of that team is so low profile. Like right. there's no oh, other yeah. while while Middleton and all those players are good, they don't have the profile. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't like there's no KD to his staff. There's no C P three to his Harden. Like I think him just being it just seems like he's carrying that team, which he is shouldering the load, but he's got some help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I, I love that I don't want to um I don't want to omit Jojo at all. I think he's very much in the conversation. I don't know if he'll get it, but I think he should absolutely be in the conversation until the day they announce. Yeah, I mean, I like him like in the final. I um, like draw. him over over AD, one hundred percent for MVP. Oh, yeah, he's, he's contributing to way more wins than AD. It's a better team, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, they both have. My man had thirty and ten in one half last night. Yeah, that's he's absurd. Ever, oh, since since December, I want to say seventh, more or less over the last month. He's um he's averaging nineteen. And some change, like 19.8 or something like that, and 11 boards in the first game. Jesus eight. Christ. Or it might have been eight boards, 19 and 8 or 19 and 11. For some reason, I was thinking 11. Mm-hmm. But it's some ridiculous number, like double-double numbers in the, in first, the first half, half. Of the games. The That's month. crazy. But speaking of crazy averages, Kevin Knox is averaging like 9.7 points in the first quarter. Wow! Like over to like over the last stretch he's, of games. I, I knew he was having a good co- week. He's like, he's like behind like two people in the NBA. That's crazy. I think Embiid might have been one of them, He's but got a bright future. probably wasn't. Embiid. He's been cooking. Yeah. Games. Um, Luka Doncic. Oh, I think it's, he's it, fine. So last last episode we talked about him very glowingly, but it seems like since then he's hit not just one more gear but two. Holy shit, man! I just I want to. Is he an All Star this year? 
He might be. He's yeah, second in fan voting. Yeah, he should be. Or third. I started a, a 2K franchise with the Mavericks. Playing with Luka is like everything. Yeah. I ever dreamed of. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. He's he's awesome. Well, Gus just brought up something interesting that the fact I was going to. That I find so amazing is that like his athleticism is like not doesn't jump out at you. He's just so controlled and he's so good. smart. Harden asking that way. Plays the game so, yeah, so perfect. He just knows where he wants to be and what he wants to do. Smart, controlled. What did I give you uh, inspiration for, William? No, you just brought up Luca being second in fan voting. Oh, okay. This is and that was it. that was our next topic to talk about. So or it, was, it was a couple down on the list, but we're just going to talk about it now because I'm freaking pissed well, yeah, off Willie about this. Willie has a bone to pick with the fan. <laughs> I have many, many bones. So Tell us why you're mad, Will. <laughs> so the, the guard list... For the East, Kyrie Irving, number one, which I can see. He's a star. He's really good. Dwayne Wade, number two. That's fucking stupid. I mean, what the fuck? Like, it makes me angry that... He's not that, the best guard on his team. It makes me angry that they vote, like, these legends in for this year's All-Star game when... Cause, just because they had, like, a really good career. Yeah. What, like, this isn't the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it sucks because you're robbing guys who are legitimately deserving. Yep. And then... Like it impacts so much because ten years from now, when you're talking about Wade, now you're going to say, "Oh, he was a seven-time All-Star instead of six. And he wasn't really an well, All-Star. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seventh one is bullshit. And and in in that same vein, the front court for the East, fucking Vince Carter, plays 17 minutes a game yeah. and averages like seven points. And that's another one. It's just he's so old. I guess you're just you really have to hope that the media and the player votes just. Balance it, at least. I, you know? I mean, but it's not. I don't know. Those fans got too much love for the OGs, man. Like, Absolutely, you, you got to really. They just, it's 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 their stain. It's like those individual players. Like Dwayne Wade has like a cool oh, following, right? Yeah. And they're just going to vote for him. He could he could be playing on one leg, one point seven minutes a game. He's getting votes. He's getting votes. Well, speaking I mean? of one leg, the tenth vote getter for the Western Conference front court, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> he that's hasn't outrageous. fucking played yeah. like. You should. There should be. There should be a, a criteria of who you can vote for. Like, yeah. There has to be absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then switching over to the West guards, Derek Rose, number two. So we, admittedly, he's had a way better season than, than <laughs> Wade. <laughs> the Rose fans are rallying. They've been waiting a yeah. long time for Yo, this. Rose. Rose really does have a strong, a strong fan base. Like a cult like following. Yeah. Across the nation. I mean, don't get me wrong. The story of him this year is incredibly. It's awesome. Right. I mean, I'm happy for him too. But. I, he comes off the bench, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. And scores, what, think, 19 a game? I think like, what happened with Rose was, like, you know, when, like, a new young player comes up and, like, they kill it and that becomes, like, everyone's, like, new favorite player. Yeah. Well, that happened with Rose when he won the MVP and everyone was all in on Rose. Yeah, right. that's true. And, the, and then he got fucked. The nostalgia of yeah. the people that loved him. And now, every, right, but now he's back and everyone's like, yes. I'm Rose. just going to read some names of Western Conference guards that he has more votes than. Stop me when I say someone who's... Who shouldn't? Who who should be below him? James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, Demar Rosen, Lonzo Ball, Devin Booker, yeah, Chris Ball Paul. Ball should be on the should be no, of he, course not. I, that's why I hesitate when I say he it. has such a weird following. Like I people know. love him, I don't know why. Big baller brand fans, I guess. It's I don't crazy. Know. It's crazy. And then like, uh, my boy Tobias Harris isn't on this list at all. When Demarcus Cousins is, um, Nikola Jokic is on here. Well, he deserves it, but like. Who's the other guy? Does Kuzma that, deserve it? No, no. Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is he an All Star? I not. I mean, I'm just saying. There's probably a lot of guys. I feel like 
I feel like Lakers fans typically get way more involved in like voting and stuff. Than I mean, LA's else. huge, yeah. yeah and Lakers then like fans are just such weirdos, man. The Eastern Conference front court too. Gordon Hayward is ninth. I mean, what the hell is that? Is he really wow? And Al Horford is ten. This list cuts off at like eight, so I can't see the bottom of it. It's like a small image. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, Zach Levine is on the Eastern Conference guard list. Jeremy Lin, John Wall. These guys are all stars. Like, I, I'm not. I'm going to take it a step further. I don't think there should be a select list that fans can vote from. Don't let them vote. Don't let them vote. That's another good point. Because people are are not objective at all. Nah. Like, I, I probably wouldn't even be. Like, I would vote and for Ben make, over you players. A good point. Like the all. Like how many all star you get is a very strong. When you, when it's looking at Hall of Fame voting, right? When, you're, when and you know this might just be easier just because we debated, but. When you're talking about you know guys that had better careers, right? It really, it taints the the stats. It t- well, not the stats, resumes. but the, the resumes. Yeah. It taints right, because if me and you were arguing like Wade versus Kobe, and you tell and like you're, one of your points is like Wade was a seven time All Star, yeah. I'm not gonna look up that what he years he, he was like, oh, 36 he years old playing t- 19 minutes and averaging yeah. 11 points yeah. for his seventh one. I'm just gonna take it at take you at your yeah. word. So it's really taint, like not tainting, but skewing, skewing their legacies. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's bullshit. Because Kobe was an All Star his last year, I believe, when he played like he had, he tore his Achilles or whatever. Yeah, I don't even think he played in it. They had a right. accounts for him, but I think he had like a fill in. But yeah, it's bullshit. It's crazy. And then like they have the player voting. Well, remember the one year that video was hilarious. Tony Allen was was voting was doing his All Star voting, and he didn't know how to use the computer, and so like the one league official was showing him and he was just picking random players he was just reading names he's like who the hell is that and then voted for him like what the fuck the, the players the, I don't, they don't, yeah, yeah. like they don't give a shit they're i think it should be coaches writers gms like the people who yeah, can yeah. be objective about yeah. it but it's crazy and then like because it almost ties into the, like the writers get to vote for all nba and then that impacts like super maxes and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a dangerous amount of power to give to writers. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. It's it, a dangerous game. Now you want to use my notice. Is the All Star game this year? There's two captains again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're doing that again. Yes. And it's the top fan vote. Top two vote getters, yeah, from the fans, I believe. Yeah. So regardless of conference, can you pull or that list yeah, back up? Yeah. And like, how many does it be? Is he close to being a top two oh. vote getter or? No, I'll check. I, and Bead as captain because I think they might televise it this year. Yeah, that but would, the the, the, the draft? draft. Yeah, yeah I think Bead as captain with him as with him the draft with him as the captain would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's I mean, what the anyth- people. That's what the people anything need. with him on it is awesome. Yeah. So Kawhi and Giannis have more than him, so he's got six forty eight. Uh, Kyrie has more than him, so he's fourth in the East. Uh, Rose and Steph have more than him, so that puts him at sixth. sixth. LeBron, it'll probably be LeBron, Luca, and KD have more than him, so that's three yeah. more. So that puts him right, like, right around ten. Well, let's let's keep in mind though, he hasn't started his social media campaign yet. No, and you got to think Rose and you know he's going to have makes a big push yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to end up being LeBron and Kyrie. It looks like. Oh, LeBron or LeBron and Giannis or LeBron and Kyrie. How funny Simmons would it be if it was Luca? No, Simmons isn't. No. Oh yeah, Simmons on here. I'm sorry. He's got he's the fourth guard in the East at with 259,000 votes compared to Embiid, who's got 648. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think he's deserving of a of a reserve spot. Oh, for maybe. sure. Yeah. yeah, I think he should be an All Star. Yeah, 
Um, did all Adipa play enough games to be on this list? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, he missed 11 of their 35 games. Yeah. So a third of the season. Yeah. yeah, he might not have played enough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but just some other big stories around the league before we get to Bobby's prospect list. Uh, actually, the last one, honestly. Um, Denver. Yeah. We started to talk about them in the last episode, which was a while ago at this point, but they're pretty good, dude. Yeah, they're, they're legit. legit. They're the one seed still. Yeah. They're holding tight up there. So what do you think is it? Like, what do you think it is, I mean, that's helping them? they just have a very well-designed Perfectly balanced and roster. And perfect quarterback for Oh, uh, yeah. And their coach, man. Malone is no joke. Yeah. Yeah, he looks... He's I mean, got they them got a team of shooters. Yeah, it's and perfect. Jokic it's Jokic who it. can just make any pass out of the post or wherever he is, and everyone on that team can fucking and shoot. They can all cut too, yeah. so you can like they're all good like players. Harris and Murray are such like perfect guards they're for dynamic. today's NBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they can shoot, they can drive, they can pass, mm-hmm. and then you got Will Barton who's a spark plug, you know. Yeah, I, I was looking it up. They have Paul Millsap, low key though, has yeah, has been big yeah, for them yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. They've got like six guys averaging double figures. He's like that savvy old vet that they need, but he's also still got some game left. You know what I mean? He was injured at the end of last season. Yeah, and they would have made the playoffs if he didn't get hurt last year. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, do they hold on to that one seed? I I cannot see them holding on to the one seed. I think they'll get a top four seed. I think ultimately it's going to be one of these three teams at the top: Golden State, Denver, or Portland. Uh, that's what I think. I think it's got to be Golden State. Yeah, I can see OKC making a push just because they have yeah. the highest point differential in the league. They and, they hold teams yeah. to not a lot of points. Yeah, their defense is good. Yeah, and yeah. now Paul George is I think a little more reliable than Russ in terms of scoring. I would love to see. I would love to see a Lakers Thunder first oh, round that would playoff. Be, that would be that fucking would be awesome. Because I think Westbrook would go at it with like Westbrook with the characters of. Let's put Rondo, Rondo might fist fight. Yeah, that's what I mean. A <laughs> yeah, Rondo or Lance are definitely stealing Russ. Paul, and Paul George, PG's giving LeBron hell. Paul George plays LeBron I, really I, well. Besides Durant, he plays him the best in the league. Besides, I think that would be an awesome. Yeah, for sure. Series. I mean, I think the West. We haven't I, got I think to see Kawhi on him enough. We're gonna get to see a lot of awesome see, series yeah, in the West. Kawhi is probably should join those two yeah. in that category. But I yeah, agree. just haven't seen it yeah. enough, right? But like I said, they're gonna they're gonna be some good series in the West. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That that one being one of them, I think uh, Nuggets and like another young team, like if the Mavericks were to sneak in or yeah, something, that would be awesome. But uh, the West is going to be pretty, I do, I hope, uh, pretty interesting. I hope Luca Luca gets. I love to see a little playoff Luca. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, so let's let's re- let's uh, move over to future NBA stars because Bob's got some prospect knowledge to drop on us. So we've got two more t- to do. So we've done. We did Bobo, so Nasir Little. And the three Duke boys. Three I think Duke that was it so boys, far. Yeah. So mm-hmm. today we've got Kevin Porter Jr. and Romeo Langford. Yes, both both shooting guards, I guess, in the NBA. Porter's a little bit of like a combo combo type, but uh, I'll start with Porter. I like him a lot. He's really strong for a guard, like almost built like a linebacker. Like when he drives, he could take on a lot of contact. He's a lefty, so he's got real nice soft shooting touch. Handles that are pretty impressive, you know. He can create space on the step back, cross you over, get to the net. Can bring it up a little bit, pass it. And I think if you look at him, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing this every time we talk about a prospect. If you t- if you took two NBA players and they could have a uh, a theoretical child, right? Love child. Love child. There we go. I would say that Kevin Porter Jr. would be a love child between uh, Justice Winslow 
and D'Angelo Russell. That's a okay. very interesting love shot. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Yeah, so he's got that that Justice Winslow frame. Like a bull. And he's got that that uh, that Russell smoothness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That effortless offense. But he's like a super freak athlete in terms of strength and like leaping. So he's he's a lock. Top 10 lock. He's going to make a difference on the wing for somebody. So when you say top 10 lock, you mean like towards the back end? He might be like between 5 and 8. He's good. Okay. He's really good. See, Langford, it's a little harder to tell because... I don't think he's played as well, but he's got the tools. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it really comes down to like what they have that can translate to the NBA. Right. So Langford is like six. What is he? Six six, real lanky. Not lanky, but like a long, a but long, still Jack, like an Iggy body. type. Yeah, lean muscle. Lean. That's a good one. Yeah, way six six one ninety five, and he, his offense is almost like it looks like it just comes so easy. Almost kind of like a Harden plays, like he just glides. He's not like yeah. the most like uh, explosive athlete, but it's like deceptive quickness. Yes, and it just of. comes. So where, you, where, where would you comes easy to him? See, this might be a little early, but where, where do you like him in the trades right now? Langford. Yeah. See, it's hard to say because I've like, I mean, personally, I would. I, well, let's do it like the, like top ten. Yeah, personally, I would say five. towards the between like ten and fifteen, maybe. 10 and 15. Say between eight and fifteen. I mean, that's kind of broad, but like I've seen a couple mock drafts that had him top ten, and then I saw one that had him in the twenties. So yeah. like. Because he's been a little bit inconsistent shooting from three, which yeah. is not a great sign. But, I mean, he's 19, so right. that could always get figured out. But with him, his offense is super easy, comes so natural. And defensively, 6'6", 195, like, he could cover ground on D. Yeah. Real that's, real big that's potential. That's gliding size. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he isn't as, like, intense as Porter. Porter's, like, always dialed in. Like, he's a badass dude. Like, where would you, where would I'm you impressed with Porter. Porter. Top eight, easy. Top eight, yeah. yeah. I I think so. Um, now, do you think it would help Langford if he went to a team where he wasn't the best player? Yeah, I because think it, so. I think yeah. it's harder to I shoot. I think if he could slot in and contribute but not have a huge burden on his back, like in a, on one of those really shitty teams, I think right. that would probably be good for him. But And then I guess if I'm going with a Langford love child, I would say maybe like Chris Middleton and Harden. Okay. Wow. So like a little bit of that lankiness from Middleton and that uh, – that just like smooth offensive game from Harden. So he has methodical you know, he can play kind of off ball and on ball. Really, he he's, he he thrives more off the ball, whereas Porter could do a little bit of both. Like, See, I think that's needed in the NBA. Yeah. Those guys that can yeah, play off the ball, yeah. like everybody that comes out yeah. is so ball dominant. Yeah. Oh yeah, Langford is a, is like a pure two, pretty much. They're rare. Yeah, and he's not a lot of. He's them. got good vision. He moves it. You know what I mean? He doesn't. Right. He does. Ball doesn't stick to him. But yeah, this draft is interesting because I think there's a lot of good wings to be had. Like a lot of them. Like they're everywhere, yeah. So it'll be interesting. A right, bit right in time for the Sixers to yeah. not have a high pick. I think they could maybe even find something late, man. Truthfully, yeah, hopefully it's that deep. We like, let able, me let me just pull up a mock right now. We were able to find Shamit and Shake in the twenties. Maybe we'll be able to find someone. So else. they got us picking twenty fourth on this one on NBA Draftroom dot com, right? And, and when do we get the Miami pick next year? Twenty twenty one. You look 21. at they've got you know Harrow from Kentucky. He's got NBA potential. He he's a smooth shooter, like guys a certified sniper. Him. Then you got Lou King from Oregon, athletic as fuck. I mean, he's not totally polished yet, but there's, potential there's there. Right. there yeah. Brissett from Syracuse, like a lot of wings. That's good. So, are you still sticking to, and not just you, but is the the general consensus that Duke boys are still one through three? Zion is the first pick, and that's that. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, Barrett and Reddish. I mean, it's interesting. Bull Bull was a lot of people have him high, and he just broke his foot. So that could shake things up. He might fall into the teens, 20s. Yeah. And then I think that it, would be crazy after the hype. 
Yeah. He had early on. I think a guy who's rising a little bit and he's a little raw based on like where he is now, uh Ruby Hachimura from Gonzaga. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Yeah, he's got the body and like shots getting a little bit better. He's strong as shit. Seven two wingspan, six eight, two twenty five. That's like a four three hybrid that you can yeah. really use in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's absurd. But yeah, we definitely got some more guys to talk about. And then even upper like upper higher up in the draft, like not good for the Sixers, but like Keldon Johnson, DeAndre Hunter, Dumboya, Nasir Little, Dort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of them. I think Pete point guard is really thin in this draft. Like super thin. I mean, that's not good for the Suns. No. <laughs> Who need a point guard? Yeah. I mean, they'll probably take one of the Duke guys, though. Right, they'll that's true. They'll be high enough to take one of them. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you, for yeah, sure. You, put, you, you can't pass on any of them. Three. No, definitely not. I think Reddish is probably too similar to Booker, so I really, really, really want Zion if I was the Suns. I was going to say, if you got Reddish or Barrett, I think Booker is serviceable enough at point guard until you can find one. Yeah, he is. And right. then, he's meant to and be And then you slide in the, the two... Booker at the two and then Barrett or Reddish. They should the just go out and sign them. somebody that's like good. Not like a star or anything, like a but just like a good solid point guard that yeah. you can grow your yeah. young guys with. Yeah, because that's what like, I would do. Like you said, Booker is great with the ball in his hand, but he's so much better off ball. Right. And like yeah. they'd be a much better team with a guy who could play off ball like yeah. that. It's a lot of burden on him to be the playmaker, the scorer. You know what I mean? That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, and that's and you see it on the court. That's yeah. why they don't, they don't even have ten wins yet. Right. Because He's asked a little bit. They're asking a little bit too much of him. Out of one guy, right? So I guess for for the sake of so we'll take off next week. We do this every other week with the prospects. I think I want to do uh, Jay Morant from Murray State, top point guard in the boy. class. Yeah, he's he's a freak. And then I guess we'll go. Then boy, we haven't done the boy yet. Yeah, we we'll get done boy. Yeah, I actually. I've watched a lot of him already. He's intriguing. Yeah, I think that every time you can get some. Some insight on the international boys. Right. It's always, it always an of, interesting conversation. Me of Luau Deng. Oh, no, I gotta save f- it, save it, man. I gotta find the um, I gotta find the other parent for that. <laughs> but there's a little Deng in his blood. All that's, right, that's pretty sweet. But uh, all right, well that does it for this episode. Uh, it's good to be back, and we're gonna we're gonna pump them out consistently now that the holidays are over. Everyone's healthy and yeah. And uh, 2019, baby. The, yeah. the year of the basketball hour. It's our year. Thanks. All right, see you later, guys.